It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day, in the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount Plus. Tommy Reese is headed to Alabama, so Notre Dame is now looking for a new offensive coordinator. It is Wednesday, February 8th. This is the College Football Daily. I am Lance Glenn. The Fighting Irish, like a bunch of teams this offseason, are in the market for a new offensive coordinator. As I mentioned, Tommy Reese recently took the same position at Alabama, so now it's on Marcus Freeman to find his successor. And joining me to discuss the impact of his departure, as well as who could be next in line, is Tom Lloyd, the Notre Dame insider for irishillustrated.com. Tom, first and foremost, thanks so much for coming on. So when the initial report came out that Tommy Reese was interviewing with Alabama, it was a pretty big shock. You know, of all the names initially mentioned for that OC job, his wasn't really one of them. So now that the move is official and he's headed to Tuscaloosa, how do you view Reese's tenure and the success or maybe lack thereof he had running Notre Dame's offense? I think it's in a sense a blow, but it's a replaceable blow. Like it's it's tough to see him go. I think he did a really good job at Notre Dame, but at the same time, it was probably time. This guy has been, you know, he is Notre Dame since day one, played there, coached there, everything. And um, who knows? I don't think his story with Notre Dame is completely done. I think eventually down the road, I think ideally he would love to be the head coach at Notre Dame. I think that would mean mean a great deal to him. And, and I don't think people understand how challenging this was to uh, for him to leave Notre Dame. Um, I was told it was a pretty emotional goodbye, both with the with the players, the coaches, things like that. So um, anybody assuming this was like, you know, he couldn't wait to get out of here. This was the this was the best move he thought for his career and where he wants to go at the next level. So he's he's taken a shot and it's not necessarily something that everybody was completely on board with. There's people close to him, I'm told, that were a little hesitant about this decision going to Bama, working for Saban. It's a big change, but it's the step he felt was best for him, his family, uh, his fiance, the future they're starting. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. Like I said, I think he did a great job at Notre Dame. He was an underrated recruiter. I think he did a lot of things behind the scenes, didn't didn't necessarily reach out to, you know, many members of the media for trying to get credit and things like that, which I thought was was pretty respectable. But again, in the end, it's a replaceable guy that they can they can hire a great offensive coordinator. They can hire another quarterbacks coach. I have full trust in in Marcus Freeman to make the best hire for Notre Dame. But I'm excited for both the direction of Notre Dame with Freeman and the new hire and the players there. But I'm also excited for Reese in Alabama. I think he's going to do a great job. And how is the fan base viewing this move? Look, obviously Reese, a prolific passer with the Irish himself. You said it. You know he is Notre Dame. Their offense specifically last season. Look, we know it had we know it had its issues. And some of that could be credited to him. Some of that could be obviously injury luck as well. Are they happy with the move? Are they sad to see him go indifferent? You know, how are fans looking at this departure? Well, most of the fans are just angry and, and are looking at it like, I can't believe he he would leave us and, and things like that. But I think that enough of them understand that like it's it's time. It's time. It was going to happen this year. And I wrote that it was going to happen this year or it's going to happen next year. I expected it to be next year. He went out, recruited and landed Sam Hartman to come in. I expected a, a much 
much better, much more improved, a much more efficient offense this year under Reese. And um, I still expect that no matter what, now that Sam Hartman's there, because I'm pretty excited about his future with, with the Irish, or at least, well, his limited future with the Irish for one year. But overall, I think that the fans can understand it once they get over it and appreciate everything he's done for Notre Dame. There's always the guys that are going to be like, oh, that's Tommy Turnover and, you know, go back to his playing days. But that's that's been day one since, since Reese has been at Notre Dame. So you're not going to ever get, you know, get those fans back in your favor. But overall, I really do think that they should be grateful for his time at Notre Dame. Thought he did a really, really good job. and But in the end, just kind of wish him the best. Notre Dame's going to be fine. Reese is going to be fine. Uh, like I said, I'm excited for both sides. And do you think, and I don't know if animosity is necessarily the right, the right word, but Marcus Freeman gets the Notre Dame job. Uh, you said before that you think Tommy Reese's eventual goal, or one of his eventual goals could be to be the head coach at Notre Dame. Do you think there was, he was upset at all, the fact that maybe he got passed up for it or they had job ended up going to Freeman? Was there any tension or anything like that over this past year, you know, knowing that 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 was a job that Reese coveted. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sure he was he was uh, bummed, upset, uh, felt like he was the man for the job. No question. I mean, anybody who's uh, as competitive as he is, is going to feel that way publicly was very much team Marcus from day one, uh, which I respected. And and if roles were reversed and it was Marcus coming in or Marcus had been there, but they brought in Tommy and then Tommy got the job, whatever the case may be, um, they both would have been that way. They're, they're, they're classy individuals. Uh, they're professionals. And um, you'll never hear Tommy say a bad thing about Marcus uh, or about Notre Dame. So um, I thought he handled it well, but he's super competitive. He's fiery. He's feisty. He's got an edge to him. Uh, he's very, he really wants to win. So no question about it. There was, there was a, I wouldn't say he was butthurt about it, but it was more of just, you know, probably felt like he was passed over. He, he would have done a great job in that role as well. But again, all the way through it, he worked hand in hand with Marcus, did a great job and, and uh, was helpful um, as Marcus was kind of getting acclimated with uh, with Notre Dame. Yeah. And like you said, Tommy Reese, the ultimate competitor and competitors want to win at, at everything they do and everything they go for. So could definitely understand that. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to look at some potential candidates for Notre Dame's offensive coordinator job. You're listening to the College Football Daily. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Back on the College Football Daily, Lance Glenn joined by Tom Loy of Irish Illustrated as Notre Dame now looks for a new offensive coordinator. So Tom, we don't always talk recruiting on the podcast, but in 2024, the jewel of Notre Dame's class is quarterback CJ Carr. In fact, before we recorded, I looked back on an article you wrote in January of 2022. This was before Carr committed to the Irish, and it was titled, Carr Remains High on Notre Dame Due to Connection with Tommy Reese. So with that being said, and Tommy Reese obviously no longer being with Notre Dame, 
Dame. How do you think his departure could affect Carr and ultimately his commitment to the Irish? I think in a lot of cases like this, the quarterback is going to take a step back, reevaluate his options, maybe even make a rash or rush decision and look elsewhere. But in this case, with CJ Carr and with Notre Dame, due to the effort of Marcus Freeman, the connection that they made, the fact that he was so impactful from day one regarding Carr's actual commitment to Notre Dame, I don't see this changing because a couple factors. I think that Notre Dame, notably Marcus Freeman, is going to make a great hire for its next offensive coordinator. And then I also think whoever that may be is going to be a big fan of CJ Carr. He's truly one of the best players in the country. Um, I know he's not technically a five-star at this moment. In my opinion, he's a five-star. I think he's a tremendous talent. Um, He's got it above the shoulders, you know, great head on him. Um, I think he's a a really, really good football player and I'm excited about his potential. But going back to the initial question, yes, Reese was a big, big factor in his decision. They hit it off. But in talking to CJ over the last year or so and talking to his family, Marcus Freeman played a a major role. In my opinion, if if Tommy Reese is there and you got Brian Kelly, I'm not necessarily 100% sold that that's how it plays out where CJ lands at Notre Dame, ends up at Notre Dame all the way throughout the process because he wanted a relationship with his head coach. And from what I gathered, CJ Carr and Brian Kelly, there was there was really no relationship there. For Marcus Freeman, you watch him at, at summer camp right before, I think it was right before CJ committed. You see that interaction and you just kind of like, you see that there's a connection there that's not seen with a lot of guys. And especially when you're talking about a defensive guy and an offensive guy in terms of Marcus and CJ, like they just have a great connection and a great relationship. And uh, in my opinion, obviously anything can change at any point, but I just think that that as long as they make the right hire that actually the guy likes CJ, they hit it off really well. And there's no weird, like, you know, CJ doesn't like him for anything in the past or recruiting, whatever the case may be. I really don't see this ending bad for Notre Dame. CJ knows what the depth chart looks like. Um, Notre Dame carries a lot of weight in that family. And I know everybody's very excited uh, about the direction under, under Marcus Freeman. And CJ Carr, obviously one of the top quarterbacks in the 2024 class. You'd think that, and like you said, whoever Notre Dame brings in will be a big fan of CJ Carr. I don't know why why they wouldn't be, frankly. Again, one of the top quarterbacks uh, in this current cycle. So Tom, a couple more from me. Before we get to some names, what do you foresee as the timeline to filling this position? I would think Freeman wants someone in place before spring practice starts. How long do you think this plays out before a hire is ultimately made? Well, I know things are, the ball is already rolling. Uh, as soon as things started coming out that, that Reese was going to be looking at Bama potentially going that route. Um, not even necessarily, you know, leaving, but but just interviewing for that opportunity. Mark Freeman wasted no time to start hitting the phones, making connections, making contact of guys that he's interested in uh, to, to replace him. I mean, this is nothing that like was completely out of left field. And it wasn't something like, oh man, we thought, we thought Reese was going to be here for another five years. No, this was going to happen either this year or next year. So Marcus Freeman is very calculated. Uh, he's very smart. He's very put together and he's organized. He's going to, you know, be prepared for moments like this. So the ball is already rolling. I'm told interviews will be occurring this week. Um, I believe they started today, actually on Monday. Like I said, this, this, you know, the Notre Dame process for actually going through the motions of getting the guy officially hired is usually, it usually takes a little longer than some other programs. But in terms of getting down to a final list of a couple guys, and then that guy, things starting to leak before it may be officially announced by Notre Dame, it's definitely going to be sooner rather than later. I know they want to get somebody in, um, especially with spring ball right around the corner. So I don't see this being a long drawn out process, especially if one of the 
first initial top guys uh, once the job and everything works out and the interview goes well, I don't see the point of letting it uh, drag on any longer. So Tom, I'll let you go on this one. You and, and Tim Prister on Irish Illustrated collaborated on a list of potential candidates uh, for this position. Who are some of the names you're hearing? Who do you think would be a good fit as the next offensive coordinator for Notre Dame? Yeah, so I, I collaborated with uh, Tim Priester at Irish Illustrated. We, we kind of wanted to put one piece together. And that was the one thing for us is we didn't want to rush it. Like I know other people, as soon as uh, it was announced that he was leaving, it was like, boom, let's drop a hot board. And like, there's really been nothing to to report at that point. I mean, unless you're just speculating, like, can we go get this guy or that guy? Or can, can Andy Reid come in? Like, it's just throwing names against the wall. But the list we came up with that we posted on Sunday around noon or one o'clock Eastern um, included a handful of names we feel good about. But if you're just looking at in-house I think that the one name you got to watch is Jared Parker, who's the tight ends coach. He's known Freeman for a while. They go back to their Purdue days, but he's been an offensive coordinator at West Virginia. He's a wide receivers coach at Penn State. He's definitely the guy in-house to watch, most likely scenario. Um, I know you could talk about Dylan McCullough, Chancey Stuckey, but to be completely honest, like he's the guy if you're going to look for an in-house candidate. I think the first call is a pretty obvious one. I think it's Brian Hartline over at Ohio State. My assumption it's going to be a quick call, although they're super close. They go back. He just got promoted to offensive coordinator. I know he's going to be a first year guy there. You know, if he was very adamant that he wanted to be a play caller, 100% his, his offense, Notre Dame might be a very ideal fit for him. But you have Chancey Stuckey there running things at wide receivers, and he's done a great job in year one. So I just don't, I don't necessarily see it as a great fit right now. You could call it a best guess. I'm not really, really ready to say that yet. But Akron head coach Joe Moorhead probably talking two, three times the salary that he's making uh, right now at Akron. If he came over and was the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame, he obviously has experience as a head coach at Mississippi State and Fordham. He was the OC at Penn State and Oregon as well. He's definitely one to keep an eye on. Candidate that I didn't necessarily think initially was a was a target, but we were told is is Byron Leftwich, just somebody to watch. Former Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive coordinator was obviously the OC and QB coach at Arizona before that. So he's definitely a, a guy to keep an eye on. I know that there's a there's a, some connections there um, between him and the staff as well. Sean Lewis is a, a unique name that I was I was glad we threw on our list because it was somebody that both Tim and I had heard about. I know he just got hired at Colorado. That would him that would even be quite the, that'd be quite the yeah. turn of events, wouldn't it be? Jesus. Be, uh, I don't want to know what prime would be tweeting about (laughs) even if he interviewed but he would be i mean when you're looking for home run hires guys that get the most out of their players i mean coach lewis would be uh quite the quite the hire even just getting him on on campus for an interview would be pretty cool i would say that the one guy that i think would be home run major win super excited for the fan base is brian johnson the philadelphia eagles quarterbacks coach i mean he was the oc quarterbacks coach at florida did the same thing at Houston, played at Utah. He's a guy that gets it. You know, he's been through the recruiting process. He would be a very good recruiter on the trail. Um, he's gotten the most out of all the guys he's dealt with uh, when you're looking at quarterbacks. That's that's one thing that maybe some people have talked about in the past and a lot of fans kind of complain about is not getting the top tier quarterback recruits. And obviously they, they, they did that with, you know, bringing in a grad transfer in Sam Hartman. They did that with CJ Carr. But before that, it's been a little bit left to be desired when, when with Reese as a recruiter and missed on a couple guys. But I just feel like Brian Johnson, you know, with that Notre Dame polo on, I think he would do some damage on the recruiting trail. 
like I said, he's a guy who gets a ton out of his out of his guys, and um, I think he would fit in well with the staff. I think that's one of the more important factors that Marcus Freeman's looking for. This staff is incredible. I mean, there are guys that I've gotten a lot of text messages over the last week or so of guys saying like, hey, if you hear about any openings, I've heard nothing but great things about that Notre Dame staff, just kind of reaching out, kicking the tires. Um, Everybody wants to get their own little plug in. So it's it's a great staff. They're very close. I think that's probably one of the coolest part about uh, this staff is that everybody looks at Marcus Freeman and, you know, thinks he's a guy that's a player's coach. Well, he's a coach's coach and guys want to work with him and be on his staff. So I just think Johnson would be a, a really good hire. We got some other guys on the list. The rest of us kind of will leave a couple names for the VIP subscribers over there at irishillustrated.com. But just all together, I think that the, the the best hire, in my opinion, would probably be Moorhead or Brian Johnson. There's some really good names on the list, though. You guys should definitely come check it out. But either way, I mean, all, I'll leave you with this is it's Marcus Freeman. He has not, in my opinion, made a bad hire yet. He's done a great job early in his tenure as the head coach at Notre Dame. I think people should uh, take a step back, be patient, and trust the fact that uh, he's going to make a great hire for his next offensive coordinator. Yeah, all great names that you mentioned. Of course, like you said, make sure to check out irishillustrated.com for that full list uh, of potential candidates. And look, there have been quite a few high-profile offensive coordinator openings this offseason. Obviously, Notre Dame, the latest, as Marcus Freeman now looks for a new leader of that offense. Tom, thanks so much for coming on. Remember, again, to check out Irish Illustrated for the latest on this search. Follow Tom on Twitter at TomLoy247. Check out and subscribe to the 24-7 Sports YouTube page and give the podcast a five-star rating and a review wherever you get your podcast. So for Tom Loy, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks so much for listening to the College Football Daily.